Oh, we don't go to seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the episode starts. Oh, uh, we don't go to seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's almost the weekend. Uh, on. <laughs> it's almost the weekend. I'm here with my best bud, JKFT. How are you? Oh my God, you remembered the F. Uh, I'm well, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm doing real good. And I'll, I'll never forget that F. Oh Felix. yeah. Felix is, is low-key one of my favorite names. Yeah. Hell yeah. Me too. I, um, I, I, before you went into that, I was like, maybe I should tell him to edit this part out because now everyone has my full <laughs> legal and Christian name <laughs> as a part of listening to them. But, but the fact the Christian name part has no bearing on any legal documents whatsoever. And so it's fine. Everyone can know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, hell yeah, man. Um, how's your week been and have you been playing anything? Uh, yeah, my week's been been real good. Um, we've started putting the fire on in the living room where oh, I'm hell. staying at the moment. And I've got enough energy to get up there and read books by the fire. It's been really nice. Yeah, uh, that's, um, that's as the kids would say, of a whole vibe. <laughs> yeah, it's a great vibe. Yeah. And I've been taking my Switch up there and playing Disco Elysium. Ooh. Dude, that game is so good. Every yeah, every scrap of that game is brilliant. Yeah. And Kim is just yeah, far player. and away the best sidekick yeah. ever. Like, fuck Elizabeth, throw Ellie in the bin. <laughs> that Kim. chick from Half-Life, Alex, yeah. demoted. Demoted. It's, it's all about here. Yeah, it's all about Kim Kitsuragi. Yeah, yeah, he is he is truly best boy. What a what a champion character. Um, yeah, <laughs> I need to go back and finish that game. I I was really enjoying it, and um, yeah, it's just it's just on the on the on the back burner, you know. Yeah, yeah I almost feel I... like I need to start again though. You know, I think I think that's the thing that's like putting me off starting again is like, oh, I want to go back and make sure I remember all the choices that I made because what, if I like pick it up, it's been like years since I played it last. So I don't, I don't remember what I was doing or what choices I'd made. Oh, it's been years. So have you played with the voice acting? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I only noticed oh. the voice acting when I tried to introduce Jamie to it the uh, earlier on this year. I was like, Oh, what the hell? There's like voices for all the lines now. Oh dude. The voice acting is phenomenal. Like yeah. it's, it's right up there with Hades. Mm. It, it's up there with the best. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool that they managed to pull something like that off after releasing the game. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. And, man, something I can't get over is just how good all of the content is. Mm. You know, thinking about a game like The Witcher 3 where the majority of the content is great and a lot of the side quests are amazing, but every now and again, like, the main quest is just, you know, it's good, it's above average, but it's nothing to write home about. But in Disco, everything is amazing. I haven't, yeah. I haven't come across a single character that hasn't added something to the world or the atmosphere or made. Uh, I I didn't want to say his name then. I didn't want to spoil it because <laughs> you don't you don't figure out his name for a while. Yeah. Um, but the the character you play, um, like everyone seems to give him some ammunition to either just go down into the depths of despair or <laughs> feel really sorry for himself oh dude yeah. it's just it's such a great ride yeah truly truly so have you finished it yet no so it's fucking massive man yeah i'm yeah. so surprised at how big it is every time i think um 
I'm a little bit closer. I discover a new area and it's got heaps of new characters and new things to find and do. Um, it's, it's wild. Yeah. I don't know how many hours I've played because this, the save file just states the time of day it is. So I, I reckon, yeah. I reckon I've been playing for maybe a month now. I reckon I've played for at least 15 hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and it just, it, it doesn't even seem like I'm at the halfway point, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a point in that game. And I think that's where I stopped when stuff opens up a little bit more and I, I got a little bit maybe overwhelmed and that's why I stopped. I can't remember exactly why, but I remember being like, there's this whole area over here and I need to explore it. <laughs> yeah. Like, pixel by pixel explore it, you know, like it, that really good game really is like, make sure you look at everything and talk to everyone. And... Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I'm loving it. What about you, dude? What's, awesome. uh, what's fresh? What's fresh? Well, um, I had a pretty full on busy week. We, um, we're getting to like the pointy end of pre-production now. And so it's, uh, Oh really? It's all, yeah. Yeah. It's, it came around so fast. And so, yeah, we're like getting final documents together to give the publisher to like, you know, give us money and, um, oh, shit. That's yeah. exciting. Or is it exciting or nerve wracking? It's a bit of both. Um, I'm pretty confident, but it's also like, what if, what if, doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And I've just been doing heaps of um, techie animation stuff for work. So there's like the actual creative side of animation is is easy and fun for me. And I've just, I've got so much experience doing it. So it's just like, you can almost, mm -hmm. I can almost turn my brain off at a certain point and just enjoy, enjoy myself. But I've been doing so much tech stuff recently. So it's just been like long, very fo heavy focus days where like I need to focus a lot for long periods of time. Right. Which I'm not used to. <laughs> so, right, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's been a, an interesting challenge. I think that's why I was so tired last night. I went to bed at like 8.30 or something. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, feeling refreshed. I haven't really been playing anything, to be honest. I'm a little bit of hunt. Oh, I played some Fortnite during the week. <laughs> oh, you know, I've I've got some curiosity around Fortnite. I've, I've never played yeah. it. Yeah. Dude, it's actually a great game. It um, looks really fun. Yeah, it's an incredibly fun... Ex it's probably one of the most fun games that you can pick up today for free. No shit. Um, yeah, it's it's just a real real wild blast. You know, like, you boot it up and, like, Naruto's there and Rick from Rick and Morty's there. What and, the fuck? Um, <laughs> and, like, that's why. Alien, Alien and Ridley from uh, Ridley Scott's Alien is there. And what? you're... <laughs> I can't remember the event or the thing that they've got going on right now, but it's it's another ridiculously high value IP is floating around in the game doing stuff. Dude. Um, yeah, it's just it's just wild and like all of the oh Star Wars they're doing Star Wars right now, so you can like run around of and course. find like Luke's Luke's the uh, what's it called lightsaber <laughs> on the ground. You can become like a stormtrooper or play as Kylo Ren. It's just nuts, man. They've got so much wild stuff in that game that's just. It's just there. And I, like the stuff that I was playing with last time was still there when I picked up the game again, which was like really nice. So wow. I've got this, um, I don't know if you know him. He's like a pop artist. His name is Kraus, I think, or Kraus uh, or something. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't, doesn't yeah. ring a bell, but go on. You might recognize his figurines. He, he does, he does these figurines of like, like 
kind of look like teddy bears and on one side their organs are exposed on, and on the other side their like fur is visible so oh like, that's fucking cool yeah real pop arty and so i've got i, I play like a coarse figurine <laughs> in that game <laughs> it's yeah it's a real real crazy trippy time and yeah i played it with a friend and a couple of rounds and there's just so much new stuff in that game since i played last time so typically in Fortnite, you can like collect materials and build structures like that was the whole kind of thrust right. of the original game yeah um yep. or the, the original thing that went crazy viral and everyone played and so like gun encounters are this whole like multi-faceted um uh, what do you call it encounter where you're, you're like trying to shoot the enemy and they're trying to build a structure to defend themselves and you're trying to build a structure higher than them so you can get height advent like there's all this stuff that goes on you know with, with building right right and you, and you need to have materials so that's like a part of the meta is like as you explore collecting guns you should also be trying to collect some materials to like build structures when you, when you fight dude um that's they just like so much fun yeah but they, they just added this mode that's no build mode and so everyone who plays games like apex legends or um hunt or mm -hmm. other like call of duty are really keen on playing fortnite now because building was the thing that was stopping them from being interested in it oh thought, you know you get into an encounter with someone who knows how to build and you just are at such a disadvantage as a new player right because you're yep. like oh I, even if i am a great shot they're just gonna defend themselves with building way better than i can and probably win. yeah yeah yep. so yeah they, they added no build and it's freaking sick <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to build oh, oh uh, that's great yeah yeah so very fun very cool i'm gonna go play some more at some stage but yeah that's what i've been doing yeah sick i'd i'd love to give it a go maybe yeah maybe we can jump in at one point with demo yeah on sundays yeah yeah that, that would be awesome yeah it's a real real casual fun time and i think they put a lot of bots in the lobbies as well so like especially when you're starting out so when you first drop into a map you don't get obliterated by like high level players it's like oh that's nice of, low level bots to like get you situated yeah well that's that's an interesting idea going back to our talk around balance and difficulty and that kind of thing yeah like the the multiplayer game has that challenge where they've got to get around that kind of thing and and bots seem like a pretty good way of easing the player in really yeah totally yeah i think the tricky part is it's like false um false what would you call it uh like ego to the player so that they're like oh i'm so good at this game and then they get into the game with like actual players and they're like oh no i am not good at this game uh, i think yeah fortnite does a good job at it because their bots um are reasonably intelligent and um you know you'll still beat them but you if you just aren't paying attention then you probably die yeah so, okay yeah, it's sort of so you know gentle so is this your first time playing Fortnite, or no? Have... I I played it um, shortly after release, and then I played it again um, last year, I think, with some friends that picked it up. Or the year before, oh, yeah. I can't remember. And then I, I played it again last week. So. Okay, so is it is it safe to say Fortnite won't appear on your list today? It is safe to say that Fortnite won't appear on my list today <laughs> all right so i'm really excited for this episode i I've, know you are yeah i've honestly been waiting for ages to, to <laughs> hear your your top 10 so we, we want to by the way i just realized we're on episode 10 and we're doing a top 10 video games of all time list 
Bro, that's that what... On, yeah, on of purpose? course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you probably mentioned that in the message to me, but I was just too whacked out of my mind with work to even register <laughs> that was what was going on. Uh, yeah, look, you, you know what happens when we get to the 100th episode. No, I'm kidding. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> but I am a huge list person. Love making lists. Don't like reading other lists because generally, unless they're made by a single person and they're subjective, the lists are garbage. Like, if, yeah. you, if you see that IGN top 100 best video games list yeah, that came out... sucks. And, you know, they've got all these prerequisites, like uh, its impact when it came out, is it still fun to play, how does yeah, it fit yeah. into its own genre. And because it's put together by multiple people, even with those prerequisites, it's just garbage. Like, Goldeneye is on that list. I know. You're telling me Goldeneye is fun to play today? It's That's not. a shit game. It was, it was <laughs> shit 10 years ago, and it's even shitter now. So yeah. don't be coming at me with Goldeneye in your list. <laughs> I, so I grew up in a very sheltered childhood home, and so I, I, did, I wasn't even allowed to play Goldeneye because I had blood in it and guns. Oh, right. Yeah, so that okay. might influence some of my list choices as well, actually. Ooh, okay. Well, I noticed in the construction of my list that it's it's not very nostalgic mm. at all right um it's it it hardly has any nostalgia in it if any um but man just the idea of like constructing a list is so exciting for me i yep. um i've got a close group of friends that are like my list friends yeah right and like it, it was mainly based around music but we would just come up with new ideas to make lists around music and then like we do like best of the decade from you know 2000 to 2009 yeah, and right. we do like a top five maybe each and so we'd have dinner and then have a couple of drinks and then like put on our oh. top fives and hang out and it was such a good time that sounds amazing yeah, yeah. hell yeah and this this my friend is the video game version <laughs> Um, Dude. but yeah, I just, I just want to say for all our listeners, this is purely subjective. So these, these are the games that we enjoy the most. These are our favorites. This isn't by any means a definitive best games ever released list. Like no. being objective with lists is lame and it's just, it's, yep. it's really hard to do if futile. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited to hear what you've got. Yeah, so how did you want to format this? Did you want to go from, we'll take it in turns to do our 10, or should we just each go through our lists in turn? Uh, you know, like you do I, 10 I, to 1 and I do 10 to 1. Well, the way me and my friends made playlists is we'd have, like, my number 5, someone else's number 5, someone else's number 5, yeah, and my number it. 4. So, so yeah, I, I, reckon, I reckon we do that. And, um, you know, it, it depends how much we want to talk about these games, but... I, I kind of don't want to stick to the time constraint. Like if if we get <laughs> if we get to an hour and we're we're only up to number five, then part two is next week. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's just go for it and see. You know, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna go uh, hold back on any tangents at this list. Thing oh hell no! Hell no! So we, hell we can just hell no! Wild. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. strap in, everyone. You're about to get <laughs> talked at about things that we objectively like and that probably aren't relevant to you. 
<laughs> and you're going to enjoy it, all right? Because that's how it works. <laughs> all right, hit me, hit me with all number right. ten, baby. All right, all right. Hang on, I, my list isn't actually doesn't have numbers. It's just thing. So hang on, one, two, three, four. Five, <laughs> oh god, six, seven, eight, we've okay. got a we've got a list creation noob over here. I know, I know. I just put it in a text document, and it doesn't have numbers. Okay, it's fine. Uh, so number ten is Titanfall two. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. This this is interesting because straight off the bat, we've uh, we've got a shared like, a shared item. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh man! So tell me what you like about it. Okay, so I never played Titanfall one, um, mm -hmm. and I have like ever since playing Titanfall two, I've actually had no interest in playing Titanfall one. That's how good I feel Titanfall two is. Right. Um, it is when it came out. I feel like. The first-person shooter genre had kind of staled a little bit. I mean, it's always been stale ever, almost ever since the very beginning, but it was especially stale at the mm -hmm. time of um, Titanfall 2's release. Yeah. And it, it just put forward such a high-quality, interesting, varied exploration on doing first-person shooting, right? Like, it mm. wasn't just, like, run around and, like, shoot the dudes as they come out of the hallway. It was, like, you've got this new, this sort of, like, fun speed run not speed runny um although a little bit speed runny free running style like you can run on walls and you can slide under things and you can jump and did you double jump in that game i can't remember oh i can't remember either amazingly i have, yeah. I have many hours in that game but you're 100 percent right like the movement made that game yeah. and any game i played afterwards that was like in the first person perspective yeah. it felt like i was walking in molasses yeah, yeah, exactly. So you what? build up all of this, like, muscle memory and, like, enjoyment around the movement in that game and then ev everything afterwards. And I think that's, like, such a staple of, like, a high-quality game, you know, like, when you do it and it's like, oh, now everything else has changed as a result of this thing. Yeah, it's just strange how it takes video games as a whole to take note of things like this. Like, when you consider movement in the first person and look mm -hmm. at Titanfall 2 and consider movement in the third person and look at Sekiro, like, mm -hmm. after those games come out, that should be the blueprint. The, the movement for characters has never been as perfect as it has been in those two games. And, like, mm -hmm. when, when a first-person shooter comes out and it's not as like smooth and slippery as Titanfall 2. It's just like, oh man, this game feels like it's already missing something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really tricky thing, right? So you've got different types of first-person shooter games that some want you to feel slow and heavy and some want you to feel, you know, like Doom, for oh, example, true. the movement in, in Doom is, is kind of iconic and it's like being copied to a certain extent and that's when it kind of becomes, when it doesn't evolve, it, it just sort of, so like redoing it to the standard is one thing, but like changing it up is a whole nother thing. And that's the second reason as to why I think Titanfall 2 is incredible is because they added the Titans as like a layer of, you know, mm. experience to that game that is just so special. So like in Titanfall 2, you can use these giant mechs, not even giant, they're sort of like, I don't know, four people tall, I guess, maybe three people tall. And yeah, uh, they all have different abilities. And uh, throughout the story, you encounter this, a semi-sentient BT, a semi-sentient semi um, mech called BT, and he becomes, like, your best buddy. <laughs> and it's a real buddy buddy cop-style thing, you know? Like, uh, so, yeah, it's it's such a cool, self-contained, sh short-ish story. I think I, the, the campaign only goes for, like, six hours, right? Yeah, yeah, like five or six hours. And, and for, 
for a game that is mostly a multiplayer experience, that's all it needs to be. You know, we, yeah. we don't need a 12, 18-hour experience tacked on. I feel they they really just had a bunch of episodes almost, and every episode that, that lasts over the six hours introduces a new mechanic or a, a new style of gameplay, and yeah. it's just fresh for the whole six hours. Correct. Yeah. They keep introducing new things, so they... they they add new titans and they sort of they introduce this sort of like boss rush thing where they're like oh there's all of these big dudes and they all have their own types of titans and you've got to go track them down yeah um, oh that's right you you track yeah. them down the like captains t- or whatever they are. oh yeah the captains so cool yeah yeah, yeah I, mean. I love that yeah it's such a video game style thing to do to be like here's the bad guys and they all get real tough and then the toughest guys <laughs> at the end and you're like hell yeah let me go let me <laughs> It's such a such a video game style thing to do, but they do it beautifully in this game. And they keep evolving, like you said. They they add new mechanics and and stuff as as they go along, which is so cool. We'll talk about adding mechanics a little bit later on in my list as well. I think, and probably in yours too. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's that exploration of of the medium. I think that does it so beautifully. So it wasn't just like you shoot dudes from the start to the end. It's like at the start it introduces new stuff. You know, it's like okay, you've got a melee, you've got a slide. Okay, now go kill these dogs. You know, we're not just going to be fighting human enemies in this game. There's like creatures yeah. as well. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, now you collect stuff. Okay, we we can collect things in this game. Okay, collecting things actually has a utility. It's to power on your mech. And then now you're in a mech. <laughs> and it's, like, <laughs> it's that first hour's worth is just like hit after hit after hit. And it just keeps drip feeding you new things throughout the rest of the experience. I fucking love that game so much. Yeah, that that game, and then that doesn't even mention multiplayer. <laughs> My God. Yeah, so like the, I mean, yeah. the multiplayer in that game, I feel like for me, nothing, nothing has come close. Like, yeah, I, I played it a lot, and I got to the point where like my kill death ratio was like one to eleven, and I was just Holy doing shit. so so well. And yeah. I, I don't know why I stopped playing honestly, but that was like the last video game I played for a couple of years. Like, I, I finished up on Titanfall after Dark Souls 3 came out, and I just didn't play games until the pandemic. And, like, it kind of put me in that position where I was like, well, now is the time. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, totally. Um, yeah, so that's that's my number 10. Um, I remember Beautiful playing pick. the multiplayer with you, like, we brought... I brought my PlayStation or whatever over to your house and I think yeah. too. we all had a sesh that one time. But I think the servers were pretty dead or there were some issues. I can't remember. Something stopped it from being as amazing as it could be. Yeah, I think I think the servers were pretty slow. Like that would have been maybe in, in 2017, you know, yeah. maybe even like six months to a year after it came out. And it, it really didn't have a resurgence until it was on PlayStation Plus. I, yeah. I don't exactly remember when that might have been, though. Maybe 2019 or even 2020. Um, yeah. And then, like, jumping back in felt so good. Like, the matches, yeah. you know, you're in a match really quickly. And, oh, yeah. Love that game. I I would love Respawn if they are listening, which they are not. But <laughs> I would love Respawn <laughs> if they if they had any any sort of you know, urge at all to consider doing a Titanfall 3 to please just go ahead with it because a modern Titanfall game um, mm. like, would be sick and it would just revive that that sort of community of Titanfall players, I think, in a really cool way. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and it's kind of seen critical acclaim 
You know, it's yeah. it's often on FPS lists and best game ever lists and all yeah. that kind of thing. Like people people love this game. The the fans want it. <laughs> yeah, the fans want it. It's it's just the popularity, you know, like it slowly mm. dribbles off and I think you got things like like Fortnite and like um Apex Legends, which is by the same developer. <laughs> that that sort of kill the momentum of the online aspect, which is kind of the longevity aspect of this game. So yeah, it's a it's a tricky thing. I think mm. they're probably doing doing what they want to do at this stage with with Apex Legends, but who knows? Maybe they've got some other, you know, adjacent team working on Titanfall three. That would be that would be something else. Yeah. Oh man. And Titanfall two is often like four dollars. Oh know, yeah. On, on the PlayStation Store, or even even it getting a physical copy, it just seems like it's incredibly cheap all the time. Yeah, cheaper than a coffee, li- literally these days. Like five <laughs> yeah. bucks now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Agreed. And I yeah, think so... we'd be remiss not to mention the amazing time travel level in that game oh yeah yeah so so just just quickly to to cap off your number 10 there's this level and you you find this device and you flick it's it's very quick to activate you flick between the present and the past and you can enter combat in both time periods at once and you've got to like jump between the two time periods and you know you can use it to dodge grenades and oh it's just it's awesome it's It's one it's one it's one of those things where like you'd be in the the boardroom with like the the game director whatever and they talk about the concept and you'd be like that is so cool but we'd never be able to pull that off and (laughs) yeah man let me tell you they pulled that shit right off it was so good yeah yeah it felt uh it felt like it shouldn't be doable you're right like there was jumping between the time uh zones so effortlessly was was extremely cool yeah real multiverse shit but not not that sort of yeah very cool (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, anyway, what's what is your number ten? All right, my number ten is the most um, recent game I've played that makes my list, and mm-hmm. it's the only game I haven't played at least twice. Um, okay. So, The Last of Us Part Two. Oh um, wow! Very nice. Yeah it it landed for me in a lot of ways and the main way was the way they told the story um i think when video games focus on telling a story through one character's perspective that's all good and well but it doesn't seem like it's a conscious decision to do that it's just kind of the format that everyone assumes when they when they make a video game or tell a story Mm. And yeah. some something that you see in movies a lot and in books in a lot and basically every other medi- medium that tells stories is telling stories from different perspectives and yeah. the the part two just it really embraced that like within the first two hours I think you see three different perspectives and yeah. I was just like all right you know this is different to the first one in in a pretty major way and. Mm. They really embraced it the whole way. Um, and I think it's going to be pretty hard to talk about the good parts of this game without spoiling it. So, spoiler alert. We're gonna, yeah, let's, we're, it is an older game. Not older, but it is. Uh, it came out a while ago now, so I think it's safe to start this 
spoiling this game. All right. Maybe we should just have a banner spoiler alert for all the games on this list. If you hear a game you want to play and you haven't played it and it's got a story, just skip ahead. Um, so with with this game, man, I, I knew nothing going in. So I have amazing luck when it comes to spoilers for like movies, TVs, mm. games. I just, I just have a black spot for spoilers for some reason. So I played this game, I think it was only six months ago now. And I knew nothing about it. I didn't know who you played as. I didn't know if Joel was in it or Ellie. I, like, I, I knew nothing. Um, and and throwing it in and having that first two hours unfold where you play as Joel at the start and then you play as Ellie and then you play as Abby. I was like, oh, shit, we've got, we've got a lot of moving parts here. And then they kick off the game by killing Joel. And mm. it's such an emotional scene and it, it really resonated with me because I was like, as a, as a storytelling device, this is great because there's all these conflicting emotions that we bring with us from the first game where we're like, we saw Joel struggle through a year of bad choices and just trying to survive. And so we've got an emotional attachment to Joel in that regard, but he's mm. also a piece of shit and not a model for who yeah. anyone should strive to be. And yeah. so when revenge was taken upon him, it for me, like I was a bit removed because I had all the terrible things that he did at the forefront of my mind before... Mm. You know, I really like Joel for, for whatever reason. So when he died, I was like, holy shit, this is, this is going to be the catalyst for some heavy shit because yeah. Ellie has all this unresolved stuff and she's just, all she's known is fucking Joel's psychotic behavior and like yeah. this lust for revenge. And so it, you know, it just kickstarts this incredibly curated journey into this amazing world like the way that game unfolds and the way they embrace embrace a less linear style of exploration and oh man yeah it 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 really tickled me in all the right ways that's um, awesome man yeah and then halfway through like i've been playing for 16 18 hours now and you're coming to this like climactic point with ellie and you you kind of hit this point in the story where Ellie and Abby have a confrontation and then it's like four days ago and you wake up as Abby and I was like, no way. <laughs> like, yeah. I couldn't believe I was halfway through the game. It, yeah. it, it felt crazy to me. And that, that, again, that storytelling device of having Abby as the villain and then having you control her, it's just so nice to see. Like, wh whenever I watch movies or read books and you get the villain's perspective, kind of like, I think I think it was last week or maybe the week before, I was talking about the Fargo TV series where you get so much time with the hitman and it just is so exciting the whole time. And that's how I felt mm. with Abby. I, although I didn't, like, the hitman in Fargo is a psychopath. He's, mm. you know, he's wearing a mask. He doesn't have any emotions. Whereas Abby seemed really down to earth 
and yeah. you know she she had a you know like they all do in this game they've just like got emotional turmoil up the wazoo yeah um, but i came away from the game just abby being my favorite character i thought her half of the game was the the most exciting there, there are a lot of set pieces and yeah. she, she has all these idiosyncrasies like her um, being afraid of heights. And I just thought she was one of the most human characters I've played in a video game. Um, and, and when you're getting to the end of that game and you play as Ellie again and, you know, Ellie's, Ellie's living the farm lifestyle and yeah. she decides she can't go on without getting revenge on Abby and she gets out of bed and you've got to walk around the house at night. Like I, mm-hmm. I tried putting her back to bed so many times. I was yeah. like, no, no, don't, do, don't it, do this. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Incredible story. Incredible game. Yeah. Yeah. Beautifully, beautifully said, man. I, people really struggle. I mean, as far as I could tell, you know, reactionary wise, when the game came out to, with a few different things. So primarily they struggled with Joel dying because they thought they were going to play as Joel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I, th- I, th- I personally think their decision to kill off Joel in that first act was really smart. I think, yeah. like you said, it, g- it gives Ellie just like, such- it gives the whole game like a whole thrust, which was otherwise going to be absent, you know, like where do you go with this this, this character, right? Um, yeah, well, I, I was, so- sorry to jump in, oh, but yeah. I, w- I was keen to see different stories and characters in the same world you know because we'd spent so much time with ellie and joel and and it was a great journey but like i feel like that world has so much to offer and there's so many stories to be told and yeah like you say that thrust they gave the original characters and what a way to introduce you know a set of new characters like yeah yeah it it just tied everything in so well but but sorry go on yeah, yeah, and then and then the other thing they struggled with, from what I could tell, was that switch to play the antagonist. Um, mm. I think you're right when you were saying how other mediums do a really great job, or they do this a lot, um, is they will have you read a section of the book where you're the the antagonist for like five chapters. You know, like it's a long, not, yeah. a, not a short stint of time, or they'll jump back and forth between every chapter or whatever. You know, it's just really common. Yeah, and so. Um, when this happened in The Last of Us, I don't think it, because games, like you said, don't do this. When they did mm, it, it was mm. a really jarring sort of almost like first time experience for a lot of people to be like, I'm the bad guy. Like right. this feels wrong. I don't like this. I don't like being this sort of like stronger, more manly female character. There's a whole, you know, issue there. Oh right? my God. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we don't need to get into that here, but yeah, yeah, we if, if people are, Another time, definitely. And if people are interested, just find James Stephanie Sterling's videos on all the yep. bullshit that the internet, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's Nakey Jakey. Do you know Nakey Jakey? Nakey Jakey. No, but that, that is a okay. great name. Yeah. He, he does a really great video as to why he didn't like The Last of Us 2. And I think he's being oh, yeah. a little overly critical in certain parts, but it, 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 I think it is like a calm dissection of what the issue what his issues were with the last of us two and i agree with quite a few of them but anyway i i really like uh the way you've got this as number 10 that's such a a great pick um i really loved it as well and again we're just going to throw in that um 
has amazing accessibility options, so everyone can play this game. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the accessibility options. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a game coming up in my list a bit later that has recently introduced accessibility oh. options, and they were inspired no by The Last of Us Part Two. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Love to see it. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> I'm glad you you got to enjoy that game. Did I learn you that game, or did you did you get it? Bro, I bought that game brand new for thirteen dollars. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> you know, you know how you you had a piece of news last week around that device with like the crank, and you would yes, get games. Yeah, I did. And yeah, yeah, and it was like hundred and eighty dollars US. Yeah. I like I've I play a lot of games, right? I don't think I've spent hundred and eighty dollars US on video games in like the last five years combined. Yeah. Like games <laughs> are so cheap. Yeah, yeah. Your your style of media consumption when it comes to video games is a lot different to some others like myself, where I'm just like, oh, I'll just fucking buy it. Hundred dollars, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm way more flippant to just jump on the uh, hype train and, and go ahead and drop some cash on on a, on a new thing. But anyway, that's a topic for another time. Uh, so yeah, my are you are you done with Last of Us? Um, I'm I'm done, baby. I'm ready. I'm ready right. for your number nine, dude. This is gonna be like a four part series. We're fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that. I was like, shit. How many parts can we split this into before people go absolutely insane? <laughs> um, so, uh, my number nine is Dark Souls 2. Dark Souls 2? Holy shit. Okay, this is fucking wild. This is wild. <laughs> I never in a million years would have guessed this would even be in your top 50. Really? T tell okay. me. Tell me okay. your tale. Oh, wait, no, not Dark Souls 2. Dark Souls 1. What am I thinking? Oh. I'm thinking that the sequel to Demon Souls. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh. Yes, Dark Souls 1. Dark Souls 1. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. bro. Dude, you had me You had me questioning so many things yeah. there. <laughs> because... I never even played Dark Souls 2. I think I played like <laughs> ten, 10 minutes of it, and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, look, it's, it's one of those weird games where the people that love it are really guarded and defensive about it and mm. it does some things right but man it's like it's just not that great of a game um anyway dark souls yeah, dark souls one 2011 <laughs> baby take yeah. take me back um so this is a game that took over our share house right this was like truly one of those like all-encompassing i think I, I can't remember if we mentioned on this podcast or not but at some stage one of your uni lectures called me up lecturers called me up and was like there's this video game in in Daz's life. And I was like, yes. And she's like, do you know what it's called? And I'm like, Dark Souls? And she's like, that's right. <laughs> you need to take something of his. <laughs> and like, basically gave me this like thing where it was like an ultimatum where if you didn't finish your uni tasks, then I got to like destroy something you loved. Oh, um, uh, yeah. It was a whole, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I'm not embarrassed about that at all. She was such a great lecturer and yeah, she great. just... She she would just ask me, what's up? She's like, why haven't you done this? And I'd be like, mm. I drink a lot and I love this video game. And she'd be like, well, <laughs> we can we can sort one of those things out right now. Give me your phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah, what a champion. Um, yeah, so I, I was playing through it at sort of the same time, but I, I didn't get to come back and finish it until later on when mm. I was living with Damien. And um, the reason that it sits at this point in my list is just because it was... One of those games that um, really taught me about the power of overcoming something, and I think it's the same for a lot of people with the Dark Souls series. Mm, the, yeah, 
that that it took me like three or four days of almost playing every day for at least a couple of hours to beat Ornstein and Smell. Like I struggled mm. against, I like bashed my head against that that boss for so long, and um, I remember beating them. I don't think I had help. I think it was just me. And, Huge. Um, yeah, and that, that's what's so annoying to me about this memory is I remember the feeling, but I don't remember the details. Yeah, so, I mean yeah. that's that's not annoying at all, bro. That's like that's <laughs> that's where it's at. You know, the the technicalities fade, but the emotions yeah. stay forever. Mm. Yeah, and so yeah, I just I just remember beating that boss and being like, I can do anything now. Like I am untouchable. <laughs> like this game may throw other challenges at me, but the, after I've beaten this one, there's there's no there's no greater challenge that can be thrust upon me. Oh, dude, um, I I totally agree. Agree, and I think that Ornstein and Schmo fight is just like, it's it's recognized as one of those great moments in video games for a reason like it mm. it really does challenge so much of you like it challenges your patience and your discipline and like how good you are at the game and oh man it's just it's it's beautiful at that yeah. that precise moment in in the game it's just beautiful yeah and the whole like two bosses at once thing um is is kind of can be a little bit ham-fisted at times you know like they'll just give you two of the same boss or mm. like one slightly like more supportive or lighter dude and then a, like a really strong dude whereas mm. Onstein and Smell as as like two different styles of of boss they, mm. they complement one another in a really interesting way they bounce off one another in a really in- interesting way and I'm sure there's like lore in there that also makes them being together at that point in time really special again uh, I don't know I'm, I'm ready to divulge that lore to yeah. you right now hit me, so, hit me with the lore so <laughs> So the like the the law goes that um Shmo is one of Gwyn's weirdest fucking knights, right? He's called okay. Shmo the Executioner, and mm-hmm. like he he basically he was really good at his job, right? Executing right, left, and center. He, he kicked ass at executions, but eventually he just went way off the deep end, and he started eating everyone oh. as the execution. Um, and you know that's that's gonna fuck a dude up if you just start eating people after killing hundreds of people it's gonna get weird um Mm -hmm. and ornstein was one of um gwyn's chosen knights you know he was like one of i think gwyn had like four mega knights you know like artorius is one i can't remember the others there's a lot of the lore there if you want to correct me and i on any of this you can email us at it's (laughs) almost the weekend pod at gmail.com um so Ornstein was one of Gwyn's um, favorite knights, and when you fight Ornstein in Dark Souls 1, that's actually an illusion created by Gwendolyn. That's not... Right. Um, and, and you can kind of tell when, um, if you beat Ornstein first, you verse Super Schmo, and, and right. he, he, like, slaps his hammer down on Ornstein, and there's no blood or anything. Like, right, it, it, okay. It, it just, like... The armor just disappears, basically. And if you kill Schmo first, you can see that Ornstein, like, absorbs him and mm. becomes super, or- super Ornstein. Man, there's a yep. lot of sh in this, uh, yeah, that's in right. this part. Ornstein. <laughs> um, and, and so, yeah, you, you fight him as, as an illusion. And um, in Dark Souls 3, um, when you go to fight the Nameless King... Um, which is theorized to be one of Gwyn's sons. 
um, mm. you find Ornstein's armor there, and right. it's theorized that he went to find Gwyn's son, and like he either died trying or the nameless king killed him. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's cool, that's man. Where the law's at for that fight, and and why are they in the same room together? Uh, oh man. So I think they're there to protect Guinevere, the the princess. Right. Um, but I can't remember if that was like part of a setup so that whoever could, you know, beat Ornstein and Smo was basically proving themselves as right. worthy to overtake Gwyn. Like I don't yep. think like they were protecting her from being killed, even though you can kill her. I think it was more of a, like, test-type scenario. Right, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, that. Uh, I, it's just for that reason alone, this game makes my number nine spot. Beautiful. Love that. It, I mean, it, the game does incredible things as well, you know? Like, it's just wild in terms of the stuff that it introduced for the whole formula. Like, if people think of... Souls-like games, and this is the game that sort of begun all of that. I mean, Demon Souls was kind of like the baby child, but uh, Dark Souls 1 really, really set the tone for so many clones and so many types of this style of game going forward. So, yeah. yeah, huge, huge number nine. Huge. All right, uh, trundling along here. My number mm-hmm. nine is Metal Gear Solid 4. Oh! Um, yeah, so I've, I've got a bit of an interesting relationship with this game. Um because when you moved in, uh, it was one of the first games um, you put in my lap, and I think it right. was it was after after Bioshock and Dead Space, yeah. And you know, after those recommendations, I was kind of in your hands. I was like, all right, this right. game is what's up. Um, and that first time I played it, I hated it. It was <laughs> I'd, I'd never heard of Metal Gear Solid. I was skipping yep. cutscenes. Like I I got all the way up to the final fist fight with liquid and i i lost and then i just put it down like i did not give a shit about that game i thought it was so bad um (laughs) and then six five or six years later you and i decide we're gonna play all of the metal gears in a row um so so we played one two three four ground zeros in the lead up to the release of five and we actually we recorded a, a podcast. Yeah, um, Psychast still Man- out Jack. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's still out there. Yeah, Psychast Mantajack. Yeah, go look it up. <laughs> I don't know who's hosting it, but you should be able to find it. Oh my god, that's funny. Um, and and yeah, you know, I watched like the YouTube movies for the games where I couldn't play like Peace Walker and all all that kind of shit. Like I was just mm-hmm. so into Metal Gear Solid. But when when the time came for me to play four, um, I played most of it with Phoebe watching, and it was just, it it's just amazing. Like the attention mm. to detail, the cinematography during cutscenes, the the way the story unfolds. Like uh, again, it's just like they use multiple perspectives. Like there's yeah. scenes with Liquid, you play as Raiden, Raiden, Raiden. Um, and the the gameplay is super original and varied and it's got that Metal Gear flavor where you can do all kinds of wacky shit as long as you've got this, like, you know, thorough understanding of the systems. Yeah. And, oh, man, I, I, I cried a lot during that game. <laughs> there are a lot of story beats and 
I I just remember playing it and thinking how how wrong I was to to think this game was as trash as I thought it was and oh man yeah it it just did so many things and all the story twists like the final cutscene goes for like 80 minutes yeah. and it's it's so good like there's so <laughs> much closure and then like the credits start rolling and you're like that was amazing and then big boss is credited and you're like but big boss wasn't in this game and then there's another cutscene and there's closure <laughs> around that and oh fuck yeah. yeah i i loved the shit out of that game yeah 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 i think that game really um does an amazing job of wrapping up the metal gear series um and mm. i think your your first experience with it being feeling like it was no good is totally valid because you had no context for the other parts of the series yeah and, and it's think, sorry sorry go, go on uh, you, you go you go <laughs> it's it's totally a sequel in every right yeah so yeah. like it's just you couldn't hope to to understand what was going on without all of the context you get from playing all those other metal gears yeah yeah, I, I I had not, and I still enjoyed playing four. Um, I think I just really liked the way the the war economy worked, and like running mm. around the snake felt cool, and I liked the tech around with all the like octo camo stuff, and the beauties being interesting boss fights, and I just like it's on its own. I felt like it was it was fine, but yeah, when I went back and played it again after playing one, two, and three, I was like, yeah, this is pretty special. Yeah, and and this is one of those instances where I will admit that Metal Gear Solid Three is is the better game. Like objectively, I think the focus is tighter, um, and it it does a bunch of things that are, are fantastic. But I just love Metal Gear Solid Four so much. I love how the character arcs come to an end, and I love just like how emotional everything is. You know, mm. so many of the characters are at the end of their tether. Yeah. And oh man, that like that that final, you know, again like revisiting that final fist fight with Liquid <laughs> where where he screams Liquid like yeah. I did that fight the first time with tears in my eyes and I was just <laughs> like, "Oh god." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people give um Metal Gear some guff for being completely incomprehensible, which on its face each individual game is a little bit maybe except for one um because there, there's so much like weird technology and crazy bosses and like mm. there is some incomprehensible elements to it but once you have the context it is it's very special yeah yeah oh my god so um we've talked about four games uh <laughs> we should have started with we should have done a top five it's top 10 was too much. You love yeah. lists too much, Darry. <laughs> I was like, let's do a top 10 and then like five honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. We ain't getting to those. Oh my fucking Lord. We'll try and make this a two-parter though, because there has been a bit of crossover. Like, mm. um, Titanfall 2 is on mine up. and yeah. Dark Souls is on mine. So, yeah. so, okay. so let's see if we can, we can get through our number eights and, mm-hmm. and hopefully there's some crossover again and then we'll be, we'll be, we'll be all set for next week. Yeah, sick. We're skipping the news as well this week, by the way. There's, there's, there's no news. All right. So that, no, that no, news. no news. No news. <laughs> um, All right. What have you got at number eight? Number eight is Journey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me so, your story. Yeah. Journey is probably one of the first video games that made me cry. 
Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. It, um, so it's an... It's, I would class it as like an indie game by... Who did Journey? Was it... It's that game uh, company? The, yeah. Yep. The, the flow. The flow. Yeah. People. And so Journey for me is such an ideal, perfect example of a video game that has uh, fantastic cohesive art direction everything in that mm. game fits and is right for the that style of of game uh, mm-hmm. yeah visually it's it's nothing it's not like they've got like crazy like ray traced reflections or like <laughs> ridiculous animations or anything like that it doesn't uh, it doesn't have any of that stuff it doesn't mm. even have like crazy high resolution textures mm, all of yeah. all of the shadow maps in that game were painted by hand they're not like real shadows and they're real time oh, shadows oh wow yeah, and it's like, the, the fuck? It's not like all of these elements on their own are kind of like crappy or like low rent or whatever, but mm-hmm. together the vision is so strong uh, that it's just striking the whole time that you're playing it. There's like beautiful, breathtaking vistas, uh, moments of self-reflection. There's kind of like a, an interesting co-op system where you can be joined randomly by other players who are at similar points in the game to you. Yeah, There's, yeah. there's no way to communicate with them except for making a noise, which is just a single button input um they can show you around or you can show them around they're sort of like this really friendly i feel like it's what like kojima was going with for death stranding to be like there's no negative interactions in this game only positive Mm, and so like um it's like the like system a little bit i guess but in a way way more stripped back way yeah um so yeah and just the the whole ending is so triumphant and beautiful and um interpretable you know people are like oh i died at the end or oh i sent it to heaven at the end or or you know i was able to move on through people assign their own grief to the this character's experience at, at the certain points in the game and i really i really love games that that can do that and i think it's so special so yeah, that's why journey is my number eight. Oh, dude that's great yeah i uh i i how much do you reckon nostalgia plays into that pick for you Good question. I haven't played Journey in a little while, um, probably at least a few years. Yeah. And the... it's probably one of the only games on my list that I have played multiple times. Uh, right, okay. So, yeah, I, I don't know is the answer to that question. <laughs> the, the reason I ask is because it's um, quite a different experience now for new Journey players. Like right. when when that game came out and it was a PS3 exclusive... Uh, online was free yeah. and it, it just meant you, oh. you, you got that in like innate connection with other players and yeah. like that, that feeling when you get to the end and you see the credits and it shows you how many people you played with. I was like, oh wow, that was five different people. I thought it was just one or two yeah. people, but no, it's like that, that really made it special for me and it coincidentally really highlighted that it was about the journey <laughs> you know it, yeah it like you say the interpretation element's really cool but it was absolutely about like the secrets people knew when they showed you and sometimes you'd meet like a white scarfed person yeah. and yeah. you'd be like oh my Ooh, god they... <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 uh, it's 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 cool yeah i i think maybe there is some nostalgia there like i'm i'm sort of picking it based off of the memory of how i was feeling at the time of playing it mm, um yeah. but i think it's still a strong pick for my number eight um oh yeah yeah i'm i'm keen to play it again and see you know just look at it 
uh, with my modern, you know, seven years animator experience eyes and be like, hmm, you know, dissect it a little bit. Yeah, well, I saw Phoebe replay it recently, like a couple of months ago. Oh, nice. And I, I got to say, it, like, I don't feel it's aged. Yeah. Honestly, it just it it just looks as as beautiful as it always has, and the the music. Oh my god, the music yeah. is just brilliant. It was Austin Wintry's first sort of claim to fame, I guess. Yeah, yeah, killer, killer tracks. Yeah. Um. Speaking of a game that has pretty good music, also number eight, <laughs> The Witcher Three. Ah, uh, very good. Tell um, me about your love of The Witcher Three. I mean, this this I I was so into video games when this game came out. It was uh, like May two thousand and fifteen. I was depressed as fuck. Video games were all I had. I I was like broke and my finances were fucked. But I bought the like two hundred dollars special edition. <laughs> like that. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> that's that's where my life was at at this right. time. Like that financial year, I earned twenty four thousand dollars before tax. Like, it, <laughs> I was 20, 24 years old and, and, and things were not good. However, I had The Witcher 3 and all you I, need. Uh, <laughs> that, that was, that was all I needed at the time. And I'm, I'm not really sure like what drew me in initially, because I was very much someone who looked at IGN most days, you know, I'd go to the website and all that kind of stuff. And I think I just had this hype around Witcher 3. And then when I started playing it, I feel like I had all these behaviors that just disappeared. Like I, you know, I didn't check Reddit or, or do anything like that. Like I was just completely enveloped by the story and the characters. And there are some scenes in that game that will just stick with me forever. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when you go to Crookback Bog, and you you meet the the three witches oh the crones the crones oh my god like mm. you've got that blind woman that communicates through the tapestry and the music is so eerie mm. and evocative and oh there are just so many moments in that game um and the the thing probably that spoke to me most was the ability to make decisions and how it impacted the world, it really felt meaningful. And what I mean by that is sometimes no matter what you did, things got really dark and really fucked up. And Mm. I, I loved that. I loved that you could have good intentions and your actions would cause people pain because that's like real life. life, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was maybe... I don't know if it was the first time I saw that, but it was the most impactful time that I saw that. Um, And I didn't have all of the issues with combat um, that I I see critiqued quite a bit. Um, I I cranked the difficulty all the way up and it just made combat um, more meaningful and it it made it more fun, honestly. It was way more challenging and you... It, it was not just hack and slash, like you actually had to think about what you were, what you were doing and what you were going to do next because you could, you could be dead pretty quickly on the, on the high difficulty settings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Uh, 
I actually don't have The Witcher on my list, but uh, I'm I'm glad you did because I, I love that game as well, and it's it's cool. It's it was one of those games that was like, man, this is huge. And the thing that I really liked about it was that the side quests a lot of the time weren't just like go and collect three boar skins. It was like mm. they, they actually had some really cool little stories to them, which in some instances were more interesting than what was going on in the main story at the time. So yeah, I really I dug that. Yeah, and some of the side characters had some of the best dialogue and and writing in the game like the godling mm-hmm. that you meet yeah. and oh man that just incredible like this kid that has an amazing vocabulary like mm-hmm. way better than people did in that game like you know NPCs and all that kind of thing and it was just like Oh my god, what else has this game got? And then you meet Dijkstra and <laughs> yeah. Radovid and oh dude, it's just got so much to offer. And if and if it all wasn't enough, then a year later they came out with Hearts of Stone and God damn, Gontaro Dim. <laughs> Gontaro Dim. One of one of the best villains in video games. Yeah. And oh again, just with the like you, you don't get to play as him or anything like that, but He's in it so much that you really have an appreciation for his perspective and mm. his desire for chaos. Yeah. Yeah, he is one of my favorite characters as well. Such a cool dude. Oh, my God. How good is talking about video games you love? I, <laughs> I, I feel like we've been so rant-heavy in previous episodes. This is just a great kind of mediator where we're just like you know now it's time to talk about the love man yeah yeah there's no like confronting topics here <laughs> I have to, like, carefully step through my words and be real think about what i'm saying i just get to like say the thing that i like talk about that for five minutes and then yeah it's yeah oh, dude. it's very good um yeah. so did you want to go 10 20 over time or did you want to just leave it here and, and try and finish the list next time uh Maybe we maybe we leave it here and and try to finish the list next time because I've I've already got two that you've crossed off so I've I've got five more to talk about and I can yep. guarantee at least one of those is going to be on your list as well. Oh, okay, cool. Hell yeah, man. Well, hopefully next time we can we can smash it out and uh, and get to the end of the list because I'm real excited to talk about some of these that I think will probably not be on your list. Oh yeah, see this is this is where I think we're going to to differ quite a bit like getting mm. into that top 5 space. I yeah. think there's there's going to be some um divides in genre and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think like like I said before the way you consume games is quite different to the way that I do. Like mm. like I said many of these games I haven't played more than once and right. I don't I don't really have much desire to play them again. Although right. Some of them I do, so yeah, it's a real it's a real mix and match. And so yeah, I'm keen to hear what your top ones are and why. Anyway. Yeah, cool. And for for our lovely listeners, if if you've got a list you want to send us, I would love to read out um random lists of, of your favorite top ten games. Again, just games you enjoyed the most, you know? It's yep. like it's, you, you you can't chastise someone for their yeah. picks of games they enjoyed the most. You know, when IGN comes out and they're like, these are the best games, we're like, no, they're not, you <laughs> imbeciles. Well, but... the, the Metacritic list has Grand Theft Auto V in the top 10 or the top 20 like three times for the different, <laughs> different consoles. Really? <laughs> like, it's just oh, like, this God. list is busted, dude. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 
Loved this. Love well, this. Do you want to wrap us up as you always do? Yeah, let's wrap this shit up. We're going to see you all when it's almost the weekend again. And we hope you have a really, really nice weekend. Bye, everyone. Bye.